0: Hola, hola! How it goes it, G and Gs? This is your boy Trek, and this is Trekking Cryptos to connect conversations with. This is the part two of the conversation with Seth Estrada, and so if you heard the first half, you kind of got the feel of how we were moving around in different parts of the space, and you know just relaying what we observed and what we thought was going on. And the same thing happens here in the second half. Hopefully you guys hear something that like either motivates you, gets you interested or gives you a better understanding of the space and that space being the crypto space, blockchain technology space. And so G and I hope you enjoy. I hope you're inspired and just stay tuned to listen.
1: Now we've got a problem because as human beings, we don't like ambiguity. We like being able to pigeonhole people neatly, right? Like so-and-so is a, uh... Fill in the blank whatever it, whatever it is, right? They're, they're a statist. We'll use something that is like has a little less weight than the usual epithets on social media. That person is a statist, or that person is an anarchist, or a, there's a an anarcho-capitalist. We'll take it to a political level instead of social level. Mm-hmm. But like we just we want to be able to like pigeonhole people very neatly. And so to allow somebody to say one thing and then say, you know what? I repent of my ways and leave that on the record. We don't like that. We don't like letting people change their minds and having both things be on the record. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. You
0: you said that. Um, So I was listening. I've been paying more more attention to Gary Vee's stuff, right? And he was saying how, um, oh, excuse me. For this next recession, the next economic recession thing, when this thing hits, people are going to be mad and not like um, the social media side repercussion because someone's always recording. Someone always keeps the receipt. And so people are going to be called out. And it's going to get ugly because we're going to have the, oh no, remember when you said blah, 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 like, and bringing that into this whole blockchain thing. This is like, okay, for, for history people, X amount of what we learn in history on anything that you kind of go along with, there is some level of skewness to it depending on how you're reading the source, for example. If you are looking at like the story on Christopher Columbus and how it's taught here in the states, compared to if you actually read the um the captain's logs of what he did while he was traveling across while yeah. he went to the Caribbean. Like
1: you know yeah, but, this is I mean, you, you may you may or may not know that my, my father was born in the Caribbean. The indigenous people from the island that my dad was born and raised on are gone. They don't exist anymore, thanks to Christopher Columbus. They, they don't right. exist. There's no record of them in the in the in the gene pool. They're gone. <laughs> they were erased. So, <laughs> we
0: we don't get into that for offline because I had another thing too. But so my point being on that is that um, we now bring it to the whole blockchain space. As far as this immutable record, that's like, hey, on this and this day, at this and this time, time timestamp, you either did a recording or you did something that was video related or you did some kind of text message thing that said, blah, 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 blah. And we're going to pull it up on you right now. Um, I see a lot of that coming down the pipe where people are going to get called up. Like, we already see how it happens on social media in regards to, like, Twitter and stuff. Or um, even, like, you know, the mainstream um,
1: um, um, channels. Are, yeah, are, well, so the like, director of the Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn. He got fired over a tweet that was 10 years old. It wasn't even yeah. that bad. I mean, it was... And I think it was taken out of context where it was like, okay, maybe that was kind of a messed up joke, but it's 10 years later... This guy is at the helm of a multi-billion dollar franchise. Why are you going to fire him now? Why, does it really matter that much right now? Like, But but yeah, everyone's... It's, it's this ongoing
0: 20% of witch
1: petty. Like Petty.
0: You, you pissed off whoever you pissed off, and they was being petty. It was like, you know what? Let's go into um, Rolodex and just go through... Oh, you said blah, blah, blah. Like... You knew for 10 years he said that. Yeah. That, yeah. That's the crazy thing. Me.
1: Yeah, but, and it's like, okay, you knew it for 10 years, and then you let him direct a couple of these movies, and it's earned, I mean, in the aggregate, it's earned whatever, a billion dollars, two billion dollars, whatever it is that it's earned, right, at the box mm-hmm. office. So this guy is clearly an earner for, for this new company, and his good work is employing not just... Him, he's not the only person that's benefiting. This guy's work is, is employing hundreds of people around the mm-hmm. world, uh, taking care of hundreds of families at minimum, if not a couple thousand families. And now you need to burn him at the stake. Why? why? Why the ongoing witching? Why do we have to keep burning people at the stake because of what they said 10 years ago? And to, to get back to my initial objection, blockchain. For social media, doesn't necessarily solve this problem because blockchain may only power the database, certain portions of the database, and the mm-hmm. front end, as a, as an aggregator, a la BitTube, may still be a centralized uh, aggregator, data aggregator. Or think of like Pirate Bay, right, where you have tons of seed torrents that are out in the world, uh, hundreds of thousands, millions of seed torrents, torrents that are out in the world, and Bit. Uh, Pirate Bay only lists the ones that it chooses that it hasn't received the DMCA takedown notice to take down. So you can have a social media platform that leverages blockchain, air quotes, but still kind of in the hands of a central authority. And so ultimately, it will suffer the same fate as other social media platforms like Twitter, like Facebook, like YouTube, like LinkedIn, well, hopefully not like Google Plus. And pour out.
0: <laughs> Yo, I am still surprised when I see Google Plus as 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 um a part of people's social media platform. Like, um, especially when I see it within companies. it's like, like, really?
1: Is right. Well, like Google Wave. I know. I know you remember Google Wave. I know you were on Google Wave, weren't you? I was
0: not. I was
1: not. <laughs> it was invite oh, yeah. only, and it, it left as soon as it came. It was bad. Yeah. They,
0: like, I feel like um, I've been making the argument about how we're how we're doing this thing about social media, and like one of my issues is, and and this kind of goes to the whole thing about BitTube and doing the uh, the triple X site, and that um, we are when you look at the companies in the space. There is literally a handful, literally a, a small handful of companies that are in the blockchain crypto space that actually use blockchain-based social media in conjunction with the traditional social media platforms.
1: Right. Well, it's funny. BitTube included. They got kicked off of a, a Medium for a time. And all of their blog announcements basically disappeared. They kept an archive. But their blog announcements disappeared uh, without warning. actually, their dev team heard it for me. I took a screenshot of the 404 page where it was like, "Sorry, this account doesn't exist anymore." Wow. we' decided we don't like your flavor of crypto today uh, every other crypto company can you know have an account, but you guys nah, because you're making something that might be a threat to us
0: Thank <laughs> you, you. You just said it, like, and and I, I look at this when it comes to the exchanges, I look at this when it comes to the um, companies that are actually like, well, we're making um, um, practical products or solutions or whatever, or a service, and it's just like, okay, cool, like, I get that there's this, you know, we need to get to the eyeballs, and the eyeballs are over here in the traditional side, but why not? You know, etch out, or at least have one person on the team who's going to deal with the blockchain-based stuff and learn and see and grow with that 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 um, that use base, that 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 community's user base. And so, you know, when it gets to where the numbers are, you know, in the millions of active users a month, and the tra- the traffic is there. You guys, or you as the company, aren't just trying to figure out how to interact or or penetrate this this pool, right?
1: Um, what they're finding, though, and Trek, I mean, pardon me, pardon me for the interruption. I think what a lot of the companies are finding that are that are experimenting with this, as far as like a microblogging platform that's on blockchain. One of the one of the only games in town, frankly, is Steam or Steam it, right? So. Yeah there's really not much competition there. And uh, on the video side, you've got a couple, right? You've got DTube, you've got DLive, uh, you've got a couple others that are kind of maybe competitors to BitTube. BitTube, mm-hmm. in, in my mind, is one of the better because it has a native currency that is a privacy coin. Mm-hmm. So you so can, can publish in a, in a semi-transparent, semi-anonymous, semi-private way, and you can just determine how private you want that to be. Um, but the others, they're all on blockchain, public ledger blockchain. So your mm-hmm. earnings are a matter of public record. Yes. Uh, there's, there's kind of no like cash option there, but with steam it. And now with BitTube they're experiencing the growing pains of onboarding tens of thousands of users and figuring out, Oh, well, you know, if it's a merit based system in terms of attention in an attention economy, how do we figure out who merits the front page? Does there need to be a, uh, an editor's pick. If there is, who deserves that space? If there isn't, how does our content rank algorithm work? Can we publish that algorithm completely out in the open without giving it away to our competitors? Mm. There's a problem here, right? A real problem in terms of serving content in a way that, that adds to discoverability. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's one that Pandora, they kind of figured out a while back in terms of creating sort of a, a, a customer profile or a user profile that would serve stuff within genres that helped that person feel like they were discovering something new without just listening to the same thing over wait, and over again.
0: Is that the paid side of Pandora or the um, the free side of Pandora?
1: Probably the free side.
0: Okay, because I got to say, like, on the, no, I'm going to say on the free side, like, some of the stuff you just like, wait, why is this person on this list? No, no, like. <laughs> I don't know. but yeah. I haven't been Pandora in a while, so maybe they might have switched up. I don't know.
1: Well, um, and as you said, I took a break from Pandora and went back after I was listening to Spotify and realized, you know, I made my own... Sounds bad. But I made my own playlists and I'm bored with the stuff that I made because like, I, yeah. I just put my favorites in there and I never listened to anything new. So mm-hmm. discoverability became a problem for me, even though uh, Spotify had a much larger catalog of content mm-hmm. and they had more artists signing on faster. Pandora had like... Fewer than, a, fewer than a million tracks total, I think. Mm-hmm. But I found that when I listened to Pandora, the discoverability of acts that I wouldn't have listened to or artists that I ever will have, would have really discovered, it was better. And I think some of these platforms, the fact that they're on blockchain, let's just set that entirely aside. They're content platforms first and foremost. Mm-hmm. give us good content that is, that's stimulating that's in the way that we expect, right? Through music or video or, or the written word stimulating and novel and, and sort of like delightfully surprises us, right? Like pleasantly surprises us, then we're not going to go back. We're going to go to the other stuff that does do that thing in some way. So they have to be strong content platforms first. And the fact that they're attached to blockchain, like they've got to figure out on what level they're attached to blockchain. Is the database powered by blockchain? Fine. Is the front end in some way powered by blockchain or like master nodes or service nodes? Fine, that's great. These could all be really great things, but it's got to be really strong content platform first. And they all have the same problem. How do you balance discoverability and rank with merit, uh, with, with merit, and uh, and then the fixed costs? of doing business in serving content because they do have fixed costs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then keep the bots away from gaming those systems. You can fake merit on these platforms very easily with bots. Mm-hmm. So, Very true. So they've got we the same problems that YouTube had 10 years ago, uh, 12 years ago.
0: So, but then look at it. Like, so we don't, if you've been on steam it, um, then you know how the whole delegated proof delegated um, vote thing goes. Um, A lot of the earlier day folks were making a killing on delegated votes. Um, And yeah, like you said, like YouTube went through its early, you know, um, situation. And then once Google bought it over and it started really adding the frills and the bells and whistles to it, like, Hey, this isn't me suggesting that any company should go and, you know, buy or whatever, or take over steam it. This is just me saying that for where it started, as an example of a blockchain based social media to where it can go in like another five to 10 years, like, you know, sky's kind of the limit on that part. Um, and so yeah, looking at it that way. And then I think that generally for all of the blockchain based social media stuff right now, um, as far as it's all early day stuff, like it's not just going to be, all instant right on par with the traditional stuff that you know. You know, you, you can't get all of the bells and whistles at one time on an a, a experimental project and think, oh, it's gonna be like absolutely on par with this. That doesn't it doesn't work like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally agree. And I mean while there are gonna be some growing pains for some of these platforms, Trek, I think it's gonna be really important for us to acknowledge that there are going to be certain things that that history has proven are going to happen to at least some of these platforms. And I think what history has proven is that some of these platforms are going to fall prey to the advertising model because what Facebook, yeah. Facebook and Twitter did, they didn't uh, – people talk about how they ruined journalism. They didn't ruin journalism. They ruined advertising for journalism So, yeah. because it's more immediate. It's more convenient. Why are you going to go subscribe to the New York times when you can get a, when you can get the 160 character short version of what the actual news is? Mm -hmm. You know,
0: ironically, so I am shadow banned on Twitter. I think I'm shadow banned on um, Instagram and I'm probably shadow banned on Facebook right now, but I can't do any advertising on Facebook or Instagram because I think it's because of my handle at this point. Um, and I didn't figure it out until a couple of weeks ago. At the yeah it was like a couple of weeks ago. Um, and Ken says this all the time where he's just like you know you gotta use what's there. Like we talk about the supply um social media as far as crossing over I'll use that stuff too. But I gotta use this stuff here to get the people over there, um, and that's kind of been some of my approach has been right now about uh, how I'm doing the content creation and incorporating the uh, social media. And it, it's interesting to try to figure out the workarounds. That's what's getting me right is is trying to figure out these workarounds as far as well. I can't do any promotions on Instagram or Facebook. Okay, well, let me just keep being consistent with producing the content because the algos will definitely pick me up off of the content consistency. It's a it's been a trickling, interesting effect to watch as it's kind of happened and like uh, my content is kind of spread out um, across the net, right? Yeah. Um, But within the business side, what gets me within this whole crypto space thing is when people argue about like, well. <clears throat> um, we want to build, a, like, if you're to c right, well, we want to build the community, and we want to do, you know, blah, blah, blah. Now, granted, I know there's no C-level, like, I don't know this, but most, if not hardly any, C-level folks are on Steemit, right, or are on um, a BitTube
1: or a But, DL- sure. well, I mean, let's, let's be clear about that. A lot of the accounts that you see on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram aren't really run by sea level folks who are running fortune 500 companies anyway they with, with a couple of notable exceptions maybe mm-hmm. Elon Musk maybe and a few others who work in tech but a lot of other companies and a lot of other celebrities they hire that out
0: yeah but where I'm where I'm going with that is um, so where is
1: Sorry. Yeah. So, so the, those that are on social media are not on your your decentralized plat decentralized platforms.
0: Right. So they're not paying attention to that because and like what what gets me about this whole thing right is you have the um, the you have the people are watching bots right the like the live people are watching the numbers generated by bots right. And the bots are watching other bots and the people. And so, um, like I said. It's so messed up. Bro, I was talking to a data science dude a couple months back, and he was breaking it down to me, like, how, like, the stock market stuff works now with the, with the, um, with the trading bot stuff and how, like, that's what it is. Like, they literally scour all social media platforms, gauge the sentiment, and that's how you have, in part, micro-trading going on. And I was just sitting there like, are you, he's like, yeah. And then he's like telling me about some other project he was working on or stuff. But my point being is that you have the people who are in traditional social media, as far as marketing, you know, people like companies and stuff. And they're telling you to look at, um, look at, well, you know, look at the numbers that Google analytics is showing us where if you look at what Google analytics does now, on the free side and compared to the paid side and the different gradient thing or whatever, compared to how it used to give you information before, they've downgraded people. Like, they've downgraded what they give out, is my point. Um, and I'm always kind of, eh, about how people always look to, you know, run to Google Analytics and put it on this high plateau when we know that X amount of people are leaving social media we know that people are using different technologies to obfuscate their presence on um, the internet. And then we know that the growing presence and use of bots is a continually growing thing across the board. So I always, in my well, in my head, my argument was in my head about this, these things that I'm picking up on. And so when I talk to people who are in the more um, um, really actually like doing the business side of social media and the marketing stuff. And I bring this up. It's like, well, how do you validate these numbers then? Like why do you have this company or whatever you're paying to do X, Y, and Z in these traditional social media platforms? And that's not to say that it can't be done over here within the blockchain based social media space. But I think that the rules of engagement are, are different over here for us I think um, you in that part
1: yeah I Go think you I think you're right no no no, I think you're right and th- I mean this is this oh my gosh it's so refreshing to hear you talk about this because so uh, disclosure I worked uh, for uh, for the Dell campus program many years ago I'm not under any kind of NDA and I'm sure their methods have changed significantly since then but I managed the entire uh, central region for, for mm. the Dell campus program for a short time and which meant that I had a, a few dozen college students gathering news aggregating it into a centralized spreadsheet for for me to then pass along to another student employee who would then schedule that on social media so we had this non-stop content drip on Twitter at that time mm. and um but then we also had them executing growth hacks. Each one of these, several dozen students, executing growth hacks on behalf of the, the central Twitter account for that program. I'm sure the methods have changed since then, but it's been sort of an open secret in social media for a long time, a number of years. But, but to your point, there are, there are ways to engineer growth, that, uh, that can be executed by humans, and then there are ways to engineer growth that can be executed by bots. And then there are hybrid approaches to both. Mm-hmm. And that's been the case for as long as any of these platforms have had any kind of pub- publicly available API. So you've got yeah. third-party platforms that'll let you gain followers fast. You've got third-party platforms that'll let you invite people to view videos now and Live video was not nearly as popular then on those platforms as it is now. In some cases, it wasn't even a thing. But now, for somebody to say, hey, check it, check it out. I've got 200 live viewers on this live stream. So what? Was it organic? Are they real people? Does anybody really care about what you're talking about? Uh, if I check the heat map from where all your traffic is coming from, let me guess. Does, does uh, 23% of it come from Vietnam? Why? If, you're, if you live in the United States, if you're an executive... From a US based company, why does 23% of your traffic come from Vietnam? I wonder. Is it because there were really robust virtual private servers in Vietnam that are used by your virtual assistant who set up an auto follow bot who lives, there's an expat who lives in Thailand? Because stranger things have happened. Right.
0: <laughs> no, bro, I'm telling you, man, like, it, it, it's little things that I'm looking at now and I'm like, yo, like, I, I, I had this conversation. I'm gonna say this. I was in communication with a company and um, I said to them, what did I say? Um, I'm trying to remember what I said in this um, thing. It was basically, listen, 2019 is going to be the year that if you're in blockchain space, if you're somehow attached to it, not saying you have to have your own blockchain, you need to start doing this social media thing for real, for real, and position yourself so when we get past this whole bull market thing, you will be in a better branded position within the space. Like... And not just like, oh, we have this new product. All right, we, we already, you you've been spending X amount of years just explaining your products. Stop doing, like, not stop doing that. You need to, I need to see, or you need to show me, where is this being used? And actually show me people at the ground level using this. Yep. Build
1: organic trust. Yes. Trust that honest- you Trust that you can prove you haven't faked. Yes, I honestly think that a
0: lot of the crypto blockchain-based companies are not getting that. There's another company that I ended up um, looking at their social media footprint, and I went through every one of their platforms, and it was just like, I see what your tagline says, but I don't see that in any of the content that you're pushing out, and. I realize, especially because of how I'm dealing with stuff now for my stuff, I realize um, you can tell very quickly when someone is not using a social media calendar. Um, in regards to <laughs> yeah. how, right? Sorry, uh, guilty
1: is charged. <laughs> I'm hardly publishing it all right now.
0: Oh, okay. Well, no, okay. No, no daggers or anything like. But like, if on uh, um, for certain. I think within our level of stuff, it's kind of like you can, you know, work away with it somewhat. It's
1: touch and go, but I hear you. For a company, you, you really can't. There's no justification.
0: Yes, and then when you look to make certain claims, I think that based on how you, based on what platforms you're using, and then how you're using them, or in the inconsistency of how you're using them. It, it says, like, if you tell me you're a B to C and you're talking about community stuff. alright GNG. sorry about the break, but we got to talk about the sponsor. And today's episode is sponsored by Trek Smart Consulting, where they take cryptos and blockchain technology and put content into context. And so an example of that being is, your crypto asset inheritance plan for your loved ones or whoever you're leaving. to, do they know who to contact if something happens to you? Who will help guide them when you're not there? If you don't have that list, um, maybe you should reach out at trexmarkconsulting.com, Have a free 30-minute consultation and start getting some ideas on how to make that list of people they can go to in case something does happen to you. Once again, that is TrekSmartConsulting.com. Check it out. And back to the episode. Within the first couple of like rolls of looking at your page or looking at the different things you're on, you can tell very quickly. And this is just in my little experience right now, as this is what I've really been looking a lot more into the last like three or so months. And that's just on the end of me working on figuring out how to push and build my brand of stuff of what I'm doing. Um, and that is one part of it. Like, all right, are you consistent on posts? Are you actually making comments on stuff? Are you at least making comments that are related to the industry? Like, I even seen one company that doesn't follow anybody. But they're a known company, known company, but won't follow anybody. And I'm like, how does that even make sense? Like, if I just heard of you and you tell me that you're a known company, I'm not going to believe you because you're not connected to anybody. Like, how does that work?
1: Right. Well, that and I mean, yeah, there are relationships that, you know, need to be fed. They need to be fueled and it needs to show, Mm -hmm. like you said, it needs to show organic. We used to call it organic social media growth, but now I think it's more appropriate, yeah, to call it something that, like, it's not fake, trustworthy growth. And because uh, you can't even call it organic anymore. People who can – they can show you, look, we have this – look, this consistent growth over this this period of time. It's like, dude, take off whatever. Take off the groucho glasses and fake mustache, please.
0: That's what about. I was like, yo, I feel like there's a cigar right there. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, it's like, we see you. Let's well, stop. Please. Just right. like for the love. Show us some trust. Show us some and, trust.
0: Okay. And so this is why I think I really started gravitating towards Gary Vee's stuff because he's calling something out that I don't think a lot of the, the more noted personalities within the business of social media, social media and marketing, and definitely not on the blockchain side, are acknowledging that um, there is a shift happening. I've been saying this for a couple of months now. There is a shift happening, and I think that blockchain um, and that mindset that it comes out of is, is rippling out into other industries and other um, spaces, especially once the technology is being implemented into that industry. And people are, are looking at how they um, function within that industry differently. I think that a lot of the more business-minded folks are acknowledging that there's a consciousness shift happening. And within the crypto as far as the social media stuff goes, at the end of the day, like <clears throat> when you look at how um the like crypto Twitter, for example, when um the Gemini twins, um the um Winklevi, Gemini, yeah. You know who I'm talking about. When yeah. Gemini The Winkleby. Yeah, Vinkle, yeah, the ringle So when they did the, the campaign last month. Like, that was just a, a fire roast of just like, wait, what, what do you mean? It what? Like, and when I saw it, I said to myself, okay, how much did y'all pay for this? Did you go to a company that ended up spewing to you a whole bunch of, like, general, traditional, old concepts on social media? And then the other thought, thing I thought was, was the goal to get the attention of non-coiners who don't understand that there are rules to this whole thing and then the other part was and I don't even think they I don't I don't know if they thought this far if you if you made a big enough uproar because of the blowback from the actual the community the culture of people who understood the space and are in the space to be like, yo, what is this stupidness? Let's make a whole bunch of memes. What did you do? You worked out getting the algos to pick you up, and now the content is trending, right? And so you can then turn around and say, well, look, we made this much, Um, what do they call it? Um, damn it, what is the word? Um, basically saying, we have this much traction going on virally right now about the image, about the subject, about your company. Right. Right. But then it goes back to, and this is something I was talking about earlier in another interview. um, How do you verify, verify and validate the actual market penetration part of what you just did, which in in some parts I kind of wonder now, was it really just a gimmick and not an actual like, I mean, all advertisement is kind of a gimmick per se, but like, was this really just to the point of generating attention, even though the core of the community was just like, this is stupid and y'all don't know what y'all talk about.
1: Right. It's funny is that I, I agree with you. First off, I agree with you that there's a lot of that sort of thing where it's like all of the sound in theory, it's like all, all, all bark, no bite, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of sound, a lot of attention, a lot of waves that they're making or a lot of ripples that they're making without making waves, right? Like you Mm -hmm. can see the ripples everywhere, but, but there's like, there's no real swell. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, So I'm not even mad, but you have to back it up then with, uh, if you, if you've got a bark, better bite. If you're making ripples, you better make waves, right? Mm -hmm. It needs to actually carry weight. It needs to actually do something. And to your point, to those of us who are in actually into crypto and in the space and who actually studied the thing out and are educated enough to know better, we're gonna do better, right? We're not. We're not gonna. We're not gonna jump on their train. Uh, it's just. Mm-hmm. It's a. We can tell from a mile away. It's a mistake. That said, it's an attention economy. You have to get it by hook or crook. You have to get it somehow. And we know there are automated means to get it. So, if you're gonna do the one, follow it up with the other, right? There needs to be trust somewhere. There needs to be a real product somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. If you, can, if you can engineer a way to get the attention, fine. I'm not mad at you. Fine. But deliver a product. Deliver a real product. And sh- like you said, show how it's being implemented. Get real-world case studies. Get people who we actually care to hear from telling us about how they're using the platform. So, um, yeah. It, it, it's kind of – it's a really tricky thing. And I think that blockchain-oriented social media platforms – they're not going to make this problem go away of, of characters who want to game the system in order to uh, grab the lion's share of attention. They're going to keep being around. And if their are APIs published for these platforms as well, guess what? They've literally got hooks into those platforms to game the system even more. So that's not going to go away. And the difference is we're going to start seeing the results on immutable ledgers. So, History will be written by these characters. Even more, like you said, if everyone's keeping a receipt. Blockchain does that very effectively.
0: It's the ultimate receipt. Okay, so one I want to say, um, you need to go to La Bitconf next year. Like, I'm no, sorry, this year, bro. Um, the Latin American Bitcoin and Blockchain Conference. I forgot what country they're going to be in this year in um, um, Latin America.
1: Hopefully not Venezuela.
0: You <laughs> stupid. Um, Oh, like, well, last year was in Chile, which is like, you know, near enough near, but, but, um, yeah, what if this year's gonna be? You would enjoy that experience, bro. The conversations down there are like actual, like, this business stuff, but it's like, all right, here's where it's working and blah, blah, blah. Here's what we're doing with, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like X amount of the American stuff. Um, the other thing I was gonna say was, you know what I'm also wondering? Um, what is the metrics that they're using to account that campaign as a success? And that, is it to drive user base um, count? Because like, I don't remember hearing anything about um, Gemini producing out, you know, well, oh, our user base grew by blah, blah, blah for this month. So I, I, was just, I just thought of that one right now. Um, and then the other part, I mean, I think that as far as the bot situation goes, I think we're gonna have a cat and mouse thing play out for a very good while um, of where, you know, I think within the blockchain space, we have some very creative and interesting and, you know, um, really good developers. And, you know, considering how it's an open, not all open source, but, you, you, um, like anyone who has the wherewithal to understand how to create the blockchains and audit and do this, that, and the third and the upgrades and VIPs and all of that, you can go in on any project or come up with your own stuff. And I think that people are, or those people in particular will figure out how to, um, let's say muffle. Let's say muffle because... In technology, it is always a cat and mouse game. You will be able to quell it for a little bit, and then, of course, what's going to happen, the counter guys, the hackers, the scammers, the the bad actors are going to figure out how to counter it, and then you have to start the process all over again. And I think that that's kind of what it's going to end up being for a little bit longer. Because obviously, like you said, like, we're talking about having permanent records of of bot-created content that you know just um, kind of takes away from the, the this original um, thing about what kind of content we want, you know, or what kind um, <clears> of <throat> uh, history trail that we're looking to leave, basically forever. Um, which brings me in my mind back to the um, the XXX um, BitTube thing, in that it's not even a matter of they're gonna turn it off or like destroy the records. It's they're just gonna close off the access to it.
1: And oh yeah, I, yeah. No, the hash I, the hash for those uploads to uh, to the interplanetary file system. Every single one of those videos, even like pirated or not, they still exist.
0: Yep, That's there forever. <laughs> like, and yeah, I mean. It, it, it makes sense in regards to that um, of 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 figuring out how do we curtail this particular thing. Um, I'm not necessarily the fan of censorship. Um, even though the the rationale behind why is 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 good because it all right, boom. <clears throat> It goes to the situation that happened with Ethereum and Ethereum classic, right? Code is law. That's it. Okay, cool. We got that. But we got this situation here where all these people are getting caught up in something that was beyond their control. What are we going to do? We'll make the adjustment and we'll give it back. That one situation, case in point, like this thing where there is a situation that definitely validates Taking an action, but it also then sets the precedent, and I think that I, this is where I agree with the um, uh, Ethereum Classic folks, where it's like, yeah, but now you set the precedent that, depending on what the situation is, you'll then change the record. Yeah, and I think that this is one of the this is on the doorstep right now for BitTube, where it's like, well, you're being presented somewhat of a situation where if you make this change,
1: what other situation could happen where you'll do it again? Well, yes and no. I've got, I've got good news and I've got bad news for you there. Okay. The good news is, you're right, it's a big signal to the world what they'll do. Uh, the bad news is, BitTube is a corporation. It's a censorship-resistant platform. It's not censorship-free. Because they're registered in Berlin, they've got some pretty, pretty strict penalties there if, for example, they allow media on their platform that denies the Holocaust. That's illegal where they are. Mm-hmm. The founders could go to prison if they knowingly permit media onto their platform that denies the Holocaust happened during World War II. It sounds crazy, doesn't it? And it sounds like censorship, but if media goes onto their platform and their team knowingly permits it, that literally just has a hand scrawl that says the Holocaust didn't happen, the end. That's all it has to do. They have to remove that based on the laws of the country in which their corporation is currently registered. hmm they have puppet masters, like every other corporation, they have to play by those rules, like any corporation anywhere else. You form a corporation here, a specifically uh, a, a content company here in the United States. Guess who you gotta got to jump into bed with? you better, you better with the FBI, or you know, they will take you forcefully. Nobody wants that. Mhm. FBI, oh. CIA, obviously they're just going to find their ways. NSA is recording everything anyway, so whatever. I live like mm. I live like 30 miles away from the massive NSA data data center, so I'm like, all oh, my IP traffic is logged, I know it. And I know mm-hmm. where it is. But you have to be you have to play ball with some of these actors otherwise you can't form a corporation that does the heavy lifting of creating form and structure and uh, user experience for some of these platforms. Until you go fully grassroots, like what you're describing with Ethereum Classic, or some of the other platforms that are, some of the other blockchain platforms that are out there, unless you can go fully grassroots and get everybody to agree on a cohesive vision, then Mm -hmm. there's gonna be some degree of centralized development direction at least. And that centralized development direction will become a form of de facto of uh, de facto a censorship. Further, if you don't have some level of of de facto censorship, then you're going to have problems like what Bitcoin has and like what Bitcoin Cash has, in that you're going to have links to like child porn in block headers. That exists, by the oh, way. anybody who's ever touched Kodak. Block?
0: Kodak. Do you remember when that got came out? Oh, that was so. I don't know if you remember this, but this was earlier in 2018. Kodak started murmuring about doing blockchain. And I forgot who it was, who said it. And I think somebody even wrote a Medium article or two on it. And it was like, yeah, but what do you do if people start uploading child porn? And it was just like, what, child And what kind of got me on that was, why didn't anyone think about that? And that, and it, it also goes to show, once again, who they were talking to. Were you just talking to the business folks who's like, listen, this is the, the, we can do this and this to monetize on it. You talk to your techie folks, but you weren't talking to people who were actually, or I don't know this for certain, did you talk to people who were actually in the space or did you do that whole, well, let's look at it from just this business monetized side and then get the techie people to um, see if they can copy the uh, technology because it's open source. Yeah. And then we just go from there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, man, track, you hit the nail on the head. That's the problem with getting the institutional money in too soon is if they only have dollar signs in their eyes. They think about intellectual property And how they can protect it and how that's such a great thing and they've just got no clue what immutability really means what the implications really are and specifically what the legal ramifications could be of immutability you i mean there is irrevocably immutably for the rest of time for as long as some of these blockchains exist there are links to some of the filthiest material humanity has ever created some of the most evil content ever produced And if you are against censorship, wholesale, you have to to be that.
0: Bro, like, (laughs) it is a very hard, hard conviction to hold in this space. And especially when you understand the technical side of it. Like, that's the thing that gets me. When you really understand the technical side of it, or at least you have enough, like, and two levels of understanding technical side as far as being able to create the technology technical side and just understanding enough of how it functions and then you have the people who just don't know any of that and it was like oh no it's blockchain and I'm gonna do this with it
1: yeah yeah what are your users gonna do with it right and right. that's what we've right. seen we've got 10 years yeah. of experience here right? like we didn't like- just We weren't born yesterday like these guys were into the space like what a neat idea Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. and kind of a hand wavy I've only known about this thing for 24 hours kind of way sure yeah it's a neat idea like that is definitely
0: one of the things that (sighs) I feel like we're still kind of growing that out um or, or or learning or moving through
1: that whole thing Here's the thing, man. Blockchain, as you can tell, for me, it's fascinating, and there are so many facets to talk about. you got the tech, and when you get a developer in the room, you can ask them some of these questions, and, and you talk to 10 different developers, you're going to get 10 different answers about what the right way is to move forward. You talk to business people, 10 different people are going to have 10 different ideas about what the right way is to move forward with protecting IP and whether or not you should centralize certain aspects of it. You talk to politicians, 10 different 10 politicians, politicians can have 10 different ideas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, we could talk all day, every day for as long as blockchain exists and they're, we're not going to run into topics. Pretty much. Something's always that to happen.
0: I just want to say I enjoyed, I appreciate G&G's. This is Seth Estrada. Um, do you want to leave any uh, contact
1: information? Oh, yeah. Uh, just Seth Estrada on Twitter or at Seth Estrada on Twitter. I'm I'm cleverly hidden on both on social media as Seth Estrada. And then I have a community on Discord where we talk about mining a lot and a website, mineyour.biz. And there you have it,
0: GNGs. Um hey, I this is my first time having a conversation that actually ran this far over an hour. Um, and as you can see, we are both passionate about the space and what's going on in it and we have our takes on what's going on and hopefully some of what we said made sense hopefully some of what we said inspired you got you to think hey um you know you business marketing folks out there you might want to start reaching out to us because we we got some things that we're noting just saying um other than that g &G, thank you for listening and seth again thank you i appreciate and we'll definitely catch up soon
1: track thanks for having me (laughs)
0: All right, G&Gs, there you have it. That is the full um, conversation between me and Seth Estrada. And as you heard, we talked about mining. We talked about people. We talked about like a little bit of personal family history stuff. We talked about how, you know, we're looking at, the business um, aspect of the space, we talked about consulting, we kind of just went all over the place. And that's the whole point of Trek Cryptos to connect conversations with, where um, I'm looking to talk to more noted people within the space, personality-wise, the bigger kind of names, and, you know, just have a conversation and not using framing questions. It is very interesting to see what you walk away with um, in a conversation like this. And I just want to say thank you if this is your first time listening and much thanks even more if this is you coming back. I really appreciate. But don't forget to like, share, thumbs up, heart, tweet, retweet, repost and leave a comment, ask a question. And also, definitely if you're interested in mining, reach out to Seth. Like He really knows his stuff. Check his channel out on BitTube. You can definitely find it on um, Twitter too. And That's it, G&G. So until the next one, have a good one.